0: Your ability to reduce cancellations and regret in sales is the one thing that's going to be instant money in the bottom line of your bank account every given year. You just got to know what actions to take. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at the How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvan Bell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from the North Shore of Oahu. Today is a perfect day. I'm sitting at the beach, 25 feet from the ocean, a little breezy sunny so you might hear some waves and some birds chirping you might even hear some surfers walking by and talking but what i wanted to go over with you is the reduction of cancellations and regret in sales but to begin that conversation we have to start somewhere else Uh, you do need to have an understanding of what oscillation is you know there's an oscillating fan it means it's going back and forth and any decision that you make you oscillate in And any decision a buyer makes, they're going to oscillate in as well. They're going to go, yes, no, yes, no. And this is where salespeople totally screw up the process. All they do is they talk about what are the positive things. What's the happy things about their product? And so in the mind of the buyer, they hear all the good stuff. But when the salesperson walks away, there's no bad. There's no negative. There's no issues. And so... The buyer starts thinking through and like, well, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't talk about any of the bad. There's, there's something wrong here. And they're not going to express it this way. It's going to come out as nervous energy. It's going to come out as a problem after the deal is done. And if you've studied different types of sales, Sandler sales will teach you that you've got to ground your buyer. That if somebody comes you too happy, and they're too excited about something, you've got to go to the complete opposite, and you've got to take them to the negative side where you're talking about the bad things that could happen. Someone could say, hey, I'm excited about doing business with you. And you might come back and go, well, have you thought of the implications that it could cause inside of your office? No, I haven't. Well, that's at least a point of conversation that you could have where you could bring the person back on board and you can talk about what is on the good side and what's on the bad side. The thing for you to remember is even though you're not saying it, your buyer's thinking it. And so one of the things that you could use when you're using this pendulum method is the elicitation model. You know, uh, elicitation is what is it that you're looking for? And you could use like on a scale of 1 to 10. On the scale of 1 to 10, how important is this to you? 1 being that you don't care and 10 being super important. Anytime you're going to use a model like that, you do want to set the goalpost because somebody may not know that 1 is bad and 10 is good. I've used questions like, in your mind... How did you want to solve this problem in your mind? How did you want to solve this issue? And the whole goal is to get the person that you're selling to to open up and talk to you and share with you what's going on in their head. Because if you don't give them the opportunity to speak, they may come back and say, Well, I don't want to do this deal, and I don't really know why, but I talked to another salesperson, and they allowed me to have the conversation. You know, one of the benefits at one point in my life, I was a sales manager, and part of my my responsibilities were to go back and to save jobs and to save sales that weren't weren't really closed. And it was an opportunity for me to interview buyers and say, you know, where did where did we lose you? Where did my sales guy, where did my sales girl lose you? And sometimes they would give me a surface level information, they're like, well, it just didn't feel right. And what I had to do was dig in and gather the right amount of information and give you get get the intel. And so what I'm sharing with you today is information that I gathered from fixing deals that were going to get unwound and keeping the person back in the game and reclosing the sale. And it really came down to the salesperson didn't seem like they were listening to me and all they wanted to do was close the deal. And if you dig in deep on that conversation, what it really is, is I didn't get my opportunity to talk. I didn't get my opportunity to have a conversation. And there would be times where I'd follow behind a salesperson and everybody's got their own different selling style, but I'm going to have to explain one, what I see sometimes that causes problems for salespeople, and that's hard sales methods. The always be closing, the, the constantly pressuring for a deal. And, you know, whereas a lot of that worked in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s, sales has definitely changed. And so what would happen is, uh, I've seen this on my part where I've made mistakes. I've seen this on the part of salespeople who are selling make mistakes. And I've seen this on my part as a consumer where I have bought something previously early on in my life just because I wanted to get rid of the salesperson and just because that they were annoying me. And I knew that if I sat around and I watched them long enough that we would eventually do business and it was easier to do the business and cancel out. Now, some industries you can't do that in, but some of them you can and so the, the heavy, hardcore selling can lead to upset decisions. And, you know, for the buyer, they may say, well, you know, all the sales guy or all the sales girl was doing was doing everything they could to close the deal. They really didn't care about me. And I, it just felt like all they were after was a commission. Now, I understand, I am all for sales strategies. I am all for sales techniques. I'm all for asking the tough questions. So when I say hardcore sales please understand it's just the the ability to go in there and say you have to buy this and here's all the things. There's no real sales techniques used. It's just heavy pressure. That's what I'm getting at. So a lot of times salespeople will do this when A, they're struggling, B, that's what they've been taught to do, or C, when they they look around, they're like, I want to try something new, and they don't understand that there's repercussions for it. Now, when you do make a sale, one of the best things that you could do is you can lock in the sale. You can lock in the conversation. And I'm going to give you word for word my conversation that I have. Anytime that somebody buys a product from you, whether it's $10 or $20,000 or $50,000 or $100,000. And let's say the meeting ends. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I'm going to wrap this up. I got a bunch of paperwork to do. But once I leave here, is there going to be any reason, any reason why you don't want to move forward? In the beginning... I was really nervous about asking this question. I was really nervous and scared because I was thinking, if I ask this question, they're going to cancel on me. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of times where people would come back and they would be like, why would I want to cancel? And then they would give all the reasons why they wanted to buy. And there's people that they just need to hear their own voice say, like, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to stick to it. Now, along with that is you do have to explain what to expect. That, Like, even if. I go down the path of saying, once I leave here, is there going to be any reason why you don't want to move forward? Even if I do that, there's still going to be the ability to have some doubt. So this is what I would do. This is what I would say. I'd say, hey, look, you know, once I leave here, uh, there may be some questions of doubt. You may have some concerns. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If that creeps up on you, you have those, those concerns, give me a phone call or email me. We'll have a conversation. We'll work it through. And what I found was that allowed people to have the ability to be okay to call me or contact me and say, hey, look, I spent a lot of money with you for your product, for your training, or for your service, and I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about it. My partner isn't okay with it. You know, my significant other says that's a lot of money. And it's the perfect opportunity to remove doubt from the sale. I call the sales insurance. So if you're, if you're worried about it, contact me. I'll answer my phone, but just know that if I'm on, a, I'm on a meeting it might take me about an hour to get back to you and I will call you back we will have a conversation what you need to know is in any sales process and any communication process if you freak out the buyer freaks out so the more calm that you can be and say hey look this is normal this is okay this this is something that I've seen before it's not really that big of a deal you're allowing that person to say like you know what I'm not weird for doing this now let's say that the person does cancel any way possible that you can get face to face is going to be to your benefit. Now, when I did in-home sales, you know, I lived in the Sacramento area. I was always about an hour from somebody and somebody would call and cancel and say, Scott, you know, we either talk to another company or it's a lot of money. Well, great. You know what? I'm about an hour away. Why don't you let me swing by and let's have a conversation. I'll pick up the paperwork. And about 80% of the time I was able to save the deal. 20% 20% of the time, they say, no, I'll drop it in the mail or just go ahead and cancel. It's not really that big of a deal. Now, compare that. If I just tried to talk the person back into the sale over the phone, it was about a 50%. I had a 50-50 chance. So people would say, like, Scott, you're going to drop a new sales call for a sale that you've already made? I'm like, absolutely. You have to look at where the money is. I have something that's got like a 70 to 80% probability that I'm going to keep some money or B, I could take a, a new sales call and I may not even close that deal. So it's always better to have some sales prevention and some sort of sales insurance. You know, one of the ways that you can alleviate this is to do a job walk. And I've seen a lot of salespeople in a lot of different industries that once the sale's done, they're like, well, I'm done, I'm handing it off. Well, they leave up the, the new explanation and the, the introduction to somebody. Well, what if they don't call them? What if they don't email them? What if they don't, they don't do the work? I'm a big believer in that, If it's going to fail, it's going to be somebody else who's not getting paid to on commissions to do the work that needs to be done. So if I need to do a job walk, if I need to do a walk around, if I need to do an onboarding, I have no problem doing that because I want that person tied, tied in that this is what to expect. And if I got to sit on a phone call for an onboarding process and, you know, that's what I'm going to do now, I know that some industries don't allow for that. And some companies don't allow, but like if you're talking about re- rejection um, and, and taking away the ability for somebody to have a regret in sales after you've closed the deal, do yourself a favor. One of the things that I found gave me a huge benefit was putting together a frequently asked questions list after the deal, not before, after. And so you're going to know what this is after about three months of sales. You're going to have the same common questions, the same common concerns, You could ask the people around you in your industry that work with you, that your organization, what do people do after the deal? And so what you do is you write a list, you make an audio, you make a video, um, you make sure that that person knows where to find it in the job folder. Whatever way that you wrap up a sale, it's going to be to your benefit to have frequently asked questions. Now, what this helps with is the jerk neighbor or the jerk relative that's going to come in and say, I could have done it for for less or I could have done it better. Okay. So I've given you four or five solid strategies to lock deals in. Now, does it doesn't mean it's going to stop every cancellation. No way. But I'm going to give you one more idea that you may not have thought of. So I spent a lot of time out here on Oahu. And every time I come out here, I get Mahalo cards. So Mahalo in Hawaiian means thank you. And let's say that I met with a buyer today. Well, as soon as I got done meeting with that buyer today, I would drop a letter in the mail a thank you, a mahalo card saying, mahalo for taking the time to meet with me. I really appreciate our time together. If you have any questions or concerns, go ahead and reach out to me. And, uh, you know, here's my direct line. Here's my email address. Here's my Skype information, my, my Zoom link or whatever it takes, okay? Here's a QR code. Well, about three to four times a year, what would happen is I would get people who would call me and say, hey, Scott, thanks for the card. You know, I went with another company, but because I got a thank you card from you, I went ahead and canceled because that person didn't extend to me any, any type of, of, of way of saying thank you. They 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 just, they, it feels like they took the, my money and ran. So if you can take these ideas and work them in reverse, you have an opportunity to close deals that you might have lost previously, or at least get you into a conversation to find out why you lost a deal. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.